that's odd, I thought, as I rounded the corner and saw my daughter's van parked on the street. As I pulled my car into the driveway, my daughter runs out of the house with my seven-year-old grandson in her arms with a dish towel on his face. I jumped out of the car, and his sister is screaming, He's bleeding! He's bleeding! What's going on? I yelled as my daughter puts him in the back seat of the van. Meanwhile, an SUV comes up the block, almost passes the scene, and then stop. The driver frantically calls to my daughter, What can I do? I only live around the corner. Tell me, I can get it done. My daughter broke character. Everything is fine, she told the kind neighbor. We're filming a school project. The driver smiled, drove off relieved and a little befuddled. We all had a good laugh. And then our budding filmmaker reminded everyone that they needed to do another take before they lost the last of the daylight. They nailed it on the next take. My daughter put the van back in the driveway and told the kids that they needed to walk over to the neighbor's house and show him that everyone was okay. Creating a movie trailer about the summer reading project was the option that our sixth grader chose. She not only had to read the book, but she had to negotiate with her siblings to accept roles in the project. It wasn't a done deal that they would participate. Time commitment, work hours, scheduling, as well as costumes had to be approved by the filmmaker, the actors, and mom. Our filmmaker needed to make decisions about which scenes to shoot, how to shoot the scenes, and the locations. Now, this was not only a low, low budget project, but also, according to mom rules, it had to be a low mess project with the cleanup guaranteed. So mixing bowls became a drum set, a classic low budget choice. A goopy concoction with a slime base was somehow necessary. It didn't do much for the whisk borrowed from the kitchen, but it did have a starring role in one scene. Music was chosen and edits were made, and of course, on an iPhone. Well, my daughter walked the kids over to the neighbors that evening. Another adult came to the door who was unaware of the incident. The kids were a bit disappointed not to see the neighbor again, but then he appeared from the back of the house with his two-year-old son in the carriage. He was glad to see them too. He was really glad that everyone was all right. He said he thought of his own son in that situation if real, and he would have appreciated the help, and my daughter agreed. By now, his wife and their house guests joined the group on the front lawn, and this sixth grade summer reading project was enjoying a wide distribution 
as my granddaughter's iPhone was passed from person to person. I'm glad that some of the dreary choices of books that I suffered through are gone. But in part, I was the nerdy kid who had my own reading list. But I am glad that the tradition of summer reading lives on. Reading is a cheap habit that can certainly widen one's horizons. It's an antidote for boredom and a mark of independence. It promotes thoughtfulness. The next day, the kids were still talking about their film shoot. My daughter told the filmmaker that she had to share the blooper with her teacher. My grandson commented that he was surprised at how grateful the neighbor was to see them again and how he enjoyed the video. The kids were curious. Why did he stop? Other cars passed by without stopping. I guess we were good actors. He thought someone was badly hurt, my daughter answered. A fun book, a good project, and so many lessons learned. Thank you. This is Anne Mary Mullane for Sunday to Sunday Witness from Kearney, New Jersey.